Hey, 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 Nez Nation Live. It is your favorite host, Professor Nez. How are you guys doing? I hope you're doing really, really well. In this episode of Nez Nation Live, we are going to be talking with Carolyn Mall. She's a life coach, health and wellness expert, specializing in men's health. All you dudes out there, if you're like me, uh, well, hopefully you're not like me. I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty badly out of shape right now. That's going to change after this because I've been awoken, if you will, to a lot of amazing things. You don't want to miss this show. You want to take out your pad and your pen and take some notes on this podcast and share this with people. You want to share and tag this podcast with people who you feel could maybe benefit from this uh, because Carolyn is, I mean, this is just an amazing show. She really, really digs deep on what it is that is causing us to be unhealthy currently. And she has backed up everything with evidence, scientific data, and analysis. She does her due diligence, and I'm very, very proud to present her here in this episode of Nez Nation Live, the only place you need to go to find out everything that's happening in digital media, communications, and business. We're bringing a little humanness to this digitalness. Let's get right into the interview. Thank you, guys. I have a really quick question. Can I ask you a really quick question? Let's do it. Yeah. Anything. How in the world? You specialize in men's health, which I'm so super excited. And by the way, Nez Nation, you need to take out your, your pen and notes and paper because this is going to be insane. How in the world can I get rid of my man belly? How do I get rid of it? Talk to me, Carolyn. <laughs> okay. Well, that's actually kind of easy, right? It is? But it's easy? Oh, I love that it answer. It's, well, no, uh, let, me, let me rephrase. It's simple. <laughs> it's simple. It simple. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's a little different. That's a little different. <laughs> but it is. It's very, very simple. So I, and that is actually one of the things that I really wanted to talk about to, to you and your audience today is the whole like insulin and cortisol connection and how stress makes you fat and like drops your testosterone levels and how much you're sleeping and all of these things that contribute to the overall, to overall health. And that really goes for everybody. But, you know, if we're talking specifically men, there's there are some specific things to think about. Can I just say really quickly that you look absolutely terrific? Thank you. And you I do. told you right before we came on like, here, I was like, I decided to take a shower 30 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thank you so much. I mean, I don't think it would have mattered. I think you're, I mean, you, with you, with, when you're beautiful and good looking, I don't know how much it really matters. I mean, it, it, uh, it mattered a little bit, but thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, <laughs> you look terrific and I, I, I always, I don't know. I always think it's funny when it's not really funny, but I would love your comment on this. People who, you know, sometimes I'll see this at the gym. I'll see these people who are trainers, quote unquote trainers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they look like they just had a Big Mac, like right before, like they, they're meeting with somebody, like they're not in shape themselves. How important is that to like exemplify sort of, you know, advertise that, look, I'm somebody who takes care of myself first. Therefore, I have the ethos and credibility to take care of you. How important is that? Listen, Peter, I think that transcends not just the gym. I think it transcends every area of life because here is a truth. The truth of the matter is what you do in private shows up in public. Love it. Love like, it. Period. Yes. If you just show up prepared to a meeting, everybody's going to respect you and know that you're going somewhere. If you show up to the gym, 
looking like you go to the gym, people are going to respect you, right? And there's so many studies, like there's so many oh, no. studies that are done about how we, how we judge people. How, like, because you know, within three or yes. four seconds, you're being judged by everyone who comes across your right. path. Right. And we all know subconsciously that what you do in private is now showing up in front of us in public. So as far as like being a trainer at a gym, if you're not going to walk your talk, we're all going to see that. <laughs> very, very good point. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, I just, I, I, I know that I'm not, you know, a fitness expert by any means. <laughs> so, and I, and I, and I try, you know, I, I like to stay active. I like to exercise. I love movement. You know, I love keeping, you know, the blood flowing, but when you, and, and I think this is common, this is a common issue with everybody. I think with the majority of people who, when you're working, especially in this zeitgeist, this demographic, this landscape, you know, you're never really off, right? So when you're working all the time and you're working hard and we're always connected to our devices, we're in our, you know, we're at night checking our emails at two in the morning, which is just terrible. I know it's hard to juggle. So, you know, you juggle too many things, something's going to drop. And usually health is something that a lot of people don't seem to put at the foreground, right? Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. I mean, do you have to, in your, in your coaching and your clientele, do you have to really, because I discovered this recently myself, when I do my coaching and, and consulting, I discovered that, you know, I do a lot of stuff. I do career coaching, business coaching, marketing coaching, but I discovered that really the mental side of it, really like eradicating self-doubting beliefs was at the forefront of what I do. Does that make sense, Carolyn? Absolutely. And once again, you can translate into that is just simply creating a mindset of winning. If a you mindset are, of winning. How do you do that? If you are an athlete, you have to create a mindset of winning. Hmm. There again, like you know, like all the top Olympic athletes have a visualization process where they're actually visualizing their course. They're visualizing their race. They're visualizing the track. They're visualizing themselves winning. They're visualizing everything that they're going to go through, beating the competition, coming through that finish line first. And so it's the same thing in business. You have to be able to visualize yourself closing the sale, making the deal, you know, put it like having your marketing succeed. Like you have to visualize that success. It's the same thing in relationships. You have to visualize yourself being in a healthy, happy relationship. You have to, you have to have this idea, this concept this mindset, right, of winning whatever area of your life you're trying to work on. And so what you were saying earlier about people sacrificing their health, there's, there's this triangle, right? And the triangle consists of health, time, and money. And, people, and no one ever has a perfect triangle, okay? Like, I like that. The sides are always a little bit skewed. And yeah. and in that way, like, a lot of times people are spending their time making money and their health suffers. Right. And then they're spending a lot of money on their health and they don't have time to be working as much. Or, you know what I mean? Like, it's always these two parts and then one suffers. You're spending your money on your whatever, you know what I mean? So, so thinking about creating a balanced life. Now that is to say that 
there's this thing that we talk about called work-life balance. Right. It's a myth. I don't think that- I hear it all the time. I'm kind of sick of hearing it. <laughs> it's dumb because yeah. guess what? It's dumb. I love it. And always, and feel free, by the way. I want you to be un, <laughs> unleashed. I love, I had you on the show, Carolyn, because I love your charisma, your personality. But more important than that, I like your integrity. So I love it. I love your honesty. I, I, there is no such thing as work-life balance. There is such a thing as successful integration. I love it. Interesting. So what does that look like? What does that look like? Exactly. What does that look like? And that looks different for every single person out there. So like we go back to the triangle, right? Right. Are you, what are you spending all of your time on? What parts are suffering? You, you can integrate successfully all of the areas of your life into your day, but it takes actually conscious thought. It takes actually, it's a little bit of work. And it also takes some sacrifice. Yeah. Like you, you can't, you can't have everything all the time. You can't have everything, but you can't have everything all the time. Right. Right. So like what you're saying, like, Oh, I'm checking my emails at two in the morning. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, easier said than done, Carolyn. (laughs) But 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 Carolyn, that thing keeps pinging and pinging and the light goes off. How can I, how can I, and and it's okay. Let me just say this. (laughs) Don't do that. I love you. But but listen to this. Check this out. Like I, you know, in the last couple of years have been building, building, building my agency. Right. And thank God. And I think it's all been really, it's all been thrusted forward based on the fact that my name and my word means everything to me. And I know you definitely emulate that as well. So beautifully. Um, <laughs> customer service, right? Like I want, I want to like, one of the things that people love about me is my God, whenever I ask Nez a question, and this is where it's really interesting. I think a lot of people listening feel this way too. Whenever I email Nez or whenever I say, Hey Nez, I got an issue with this or an issue with that. And you know, when you do client work, you have like 40 bosses basically. Um, I'm always fast. I'm always very expeditious with my response. They love that. But what you're saying is so interesting because you have to consciously, correct me if I'm wrong, Carolyn, you have to consciously make a choice. Look, I have a life. I have to worry about my health. I have to actually say to myself, look, even though I pride myself on having exemplary customer service skills, I'm not going to be around long enough to bring that to, to maintain that if I'm not thinking a little bit about at least a little bit, right. About, look, you got to go to bed, <laughs> right? People really admire people with boundaries. Love it. I need to, I need to build my boundaries. <laughs> I want to just really quickly, Carolyn, I've got, I want to go to the chat. Gord Eisman is in the house. Hey, hey Gord, Gord, good to see you. Uh, Anne Marie, Stephanie, look, guys, I know a lot of you guys are watching. I can't tell if you're watching or if you're not. Leave us a comment. Let us know where you're chiming in from. If you have any questions for our illustrious guest, and yes, she is illustrious. And I have so many questions to ask her, but I'd love to take questions from you guys as well. So please leave some questions in the chat. It looks like Gord actually already has a question. Carolyn, what do you think about electrosmog? I don't even know what the hell that is. Do you believe we are at risk? by not mitigating our exposure to Wi-Fi. Oh, I bet you Carolyn has a good answer for this. Carolyn, do you know anything about electrosmog? I have no clue. Well, 
Peter, sleeping yes. with your phone is Call not- me Nez. All my friends call me Nez. You're my friend. Oh, call me Nez. I just want to call you like professor or something. No, no, don't call me professor. <laughs> call me Nez because you're too, we're too, we're like, we're like, we're, we're old pals. Call it's me It's like Nez. professor on Gilligan's Island. You know yes. what I mean? Like ooh, ooh, I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, um, anyhow, so there's a thing, there is a thing, right? So if you are always in front of your screen, if you always are with this, can I just tell you that the rate of testicular cancer goes up in men dramatically who always keep this in their front pocket? You know what? That actually might help me because my wife wants another baby and I'm not so sure. I'm not, will, that, will, that, will, that, will that prevent me from having to get a vasectomy? Be careful what you ask. For. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Honey, I love you if you're listening. But listen, there is a thing like, so people's sleep patterns are very disrupted when you sleep with this. Because like what you just said, you just told me, oh, but the light's going off, but the dinging. You're never actually able to get into REM sleep, into deep sleep when you are expecting the ding. You have to plug this in far away from your bed. This is not your alarm clock. Yes. And so it is true. Like it's, it's best to have battery powered alarm clocks by your bed. You don't want these things by your head. You don't want these things by your heart, by your organs. And that's why, um, you know, like I use headphones with wires because there again too, like a lot of the Bluetooth headsets have been shown to cause thyroid cancer. Really? And yeah. I mean, these are the, these are the, um, the studies that like, Apple and other companies don't want you to to know about, but there's a much higher incidence in adrenal, thyroid, all kinds of issues from using the wireless headsets. I won't use them. I've actually heard a lot of, I've actually can confirm what you're saying, Carolyn. I've heard a lot of studies and it's, I mean, all that electricity, electromagnetic energy in the air, all these cell phone towers, Oh my goodness. And like, yeah, you're right. Like our, our Wi-Fi router used to be in our bedroom. Thank God we've moved it now. And I put everything on airplane mode at night because I just don't want the energy going. I kind of, it's to me, here's the, and I'm, I think I'm the average person, like not an expert like Carolyn on this, but I think the average person like would, would, can relate to this. If you've ever, if you don't use headphones, when you talk on the phone, and that phone almost turns into a microwave oven. It just gets hotter and hotter as you talk on the phone. If you've ever experienced that, that I think should tell you something. Am I wrong, Carolyn? No, that's absolutely right. I mean, these, our bodies were not created to deal with this much electrostatic and electromagnetic radiation. That totally makes sense to me. That totally makes sense to me. So, so there again, like, what do you do? You know what I mean? Like we live in the world, right? So I use, I use a wire. So, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have this up against my head. I don't put it in my pockets. You know what I mean? Like there's, there are, if, if you have to sit in front of your computer for eight hours a day, there are safety screens that you can buy for your computer that actually mitigate the, you know, the frequencies coming from your screen. Um, and, you know, as far as, like, things in the air, I don't know. Like, you can't do anything about that. But what you can do is eat better, exercise regularly, take your shoes off, and put your feet on the earth. That's Ooh. actually a really, really grounding grounding force. And it sounds kind of goofy or woo-woo, but 
the earth has its own polarity. You know what I mean? Like we're both we're both goofy, goofy and woo. So it's perfect. <laughs> my audience, my audience knows how goofy and woo woo I am, so they're used to it. They love it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't think it's goofy at all. I actually can attest no. to this. The last time you were on our show, Carolyn, oh, I love you. You're awesome. The last time, <laughs> the last time you were on our show, you, I think you mentioned something about that very briefly. I actually found, so I took my kids to the park. I think it was three days after our first interview. I took my kids to the park. Check this out, Nation. And I remembered, I was like, whoa, okay. They were just playing by themselves and playing with the dog. I took my shoes and socks off and I just stood up. I took really, really big, deep breaths. I let the sun splash my face and it felt, it's not woo-woo. It felt amazing. There was something going through me. I don't know, but Carolyn probably would be able to identify what that was. But there was like something I was like, I felt more just raw nature. I felt more, does that make sense, Carolyn? Absolutely. I mean, that's how we're made to be. Like we're meant to be, we are a part of nature. It's just that we don't, live in nature anymore. You know what I mean? There's actually been a ton of studies done also about people who live in high-rise apartments. Mm. People who live in high-rise apartments don't ever really have contact with the physical earth. And the the rates of anxiety and depression in people who live for a long time in high-rise apartments is actually higher than people who live like- Wow, I did not know that. I did not know that. Okay, (laughs) belly. I want to talk bellies because I have a- I have- I have very nice legs. I've got buff arms. I've got a nice chest. I'm not kidding you. And I'm not boasting or being narcissistic. I'm very proud of my certain body parts. <laughs> Let's not go there. But um, I am not proud of, and I think predominantly men, and you specialize now in men's health. I'm so curious to ask you this. Why is it that men, when they put on poundage, it seems to go to one area? And I hear it's really dangerous to have that quote unquote, visceral fat surrounding, even if it's just a little bit, am I correct, Carolyn? Tell our audience, how in the world can we get rid of the belly? Okay. I've tried, so- I've tried everything, Carolyn. I'm serious. I've tried every diet on the planet. So has most of my audience. It's time to break it down. And then Gord, I'm going to get to your question. Okay, good. So let's break it down. <laughs> <laughs> I put, see, I told you this is going to be a, this is going to be a good question. I knew it. All right. I can, I can do this. I, I know can, you can. I know, you, know you, can. you get. So what you're talking about is, is intimately connected to cortisol levels and hormone levels. All right. Okay. Break it down for the audience what those are in case they don't know. So basically what's happening, let's just take this stress response for a second. Okay. Shall we? Because I think that everybody can relate to feeling stressed out. Fair? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I think I honestly think, Carolyn, that we're living in the in the in the almost like the anxiety age 2.0 or something. I think everybody is facing certain levels of anxiety that are I think it's escalating like you were saying earlier. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So let me just state in the in before I say anything else is that stress equals disease. Stress is what causes disease. Wow. If you live with chronic stress, you will become ill period. I can't tell you exactly what you're going to have. It could be cancer. It could be heart disease. It could be diabetes. It could be any number of things, but stress causes disease. So you have to be able to figure out how to manage your stress levels in order to 
live a long and healthy life. Let me break this down for you, what happens with the stress response. So say you are your number one customer service guy, right? And you are sitting in front of this computer or you're on a conference call or you're on the phone and you're having a very, very stressful conversation. Your body is experiencing stress. Now your brain cannot tell the difference between physical stress and emotional stress. Hmm. It cannot tell the difference. It only knows that you are experiencing stress. So whether or not you're having a stressful conference call or you're being chased by a pack of wolves, your body is going to initiate the same hormone cascade. So it releases things like norepinephrine, adrenaline, cortisol into your bloodstream because those are the fight or flight hormones. What those do is that they actually cause your body to, and especially cortisol, causes your body to release glycogen stores from your muscles because the fight or flight thing means that you're going to have to react some mm. way. This is how we have been trained for since the dawn of time, but you're still sitting there in front of your computer, right? So cortisol is released. Glycogen is then released from your, from your buff arms and your handsome legs into your bloodstream. <laughs> glycogen is glucose that's been stored. Okay, so blood sugar is going into your system so that your body can react, it can run, it can fight, it can defend. You're still sitting in front of the computer. <laughs> Okay. You so know me, now, you know me all too well, Carolyn. <laughs> yes, yeah, this sounds familiar. So then your blood sugar levels have gone up, but you haven't eaten anything. And your brain in its infinite wisdom says, Oh my gosh, we have to return to homeostasis. Hey, pancreas, we need some insulin. Now, insulin is a storage hormone. When you eat a candy bar, insulin is released to store that sugar in your cells for later use. But now there's this blood sugar that's circulating in your system that you haven't really eaten anything to deal with, but insulin is still being released from your pancreas. So insulin goes around and it mops up all your blood sugar and guess where it takes it? Where? To the belly. Right, right to your belly. Right to the belly. Oh, okay. My God, it's all connected. Because guess where your liver is? By your belly. In your belly. and your In your belly or by your belly? It's well, it's, it's on, it's, it's in your abdomen, right? Okay, it's you scared, you scared me. I thought I ate my liver. And how important is the liver? Gosh, the liver is important, isn't it? The liver does everything. It's like everything. Everything. And the liver is in charge of making digestive enzymes. It's in charge of um, like detoxing every single thing that you smell, taste, ingest, put on your skin. Everything goes through your liver. So your liver is crucial. And what happens is the liver is what makes fat, right? So if you go on a binge for three weeks and you're eating and drinking, eating and drinking, and you have all of this extra caloric, you have all these extra calories, your liver through a process called um, lipogenesis, there's a, there's a, there's a big word. Yeah. Lipogenesis turns Sounds like what I had for dinner last night. into fat and it stores it very nearby. So fatty liver, people who have a fatty liver just have a, an organ that is having a very hard time processing all of the stimulus that they're giving it. So back to, back to stress. So, okay, so insulin's been released. Insulin has mopped up the blood sugar in the system. 
and now you're exhausted and you're hungry and you're like, dang, I could go for a candy bar. Where's the donut? I need a soda. Like you're having this reaction where you have now low blood sugar, but you're still sitting in front of the computer. So you, you've said this, you've said this quite uh, uh, repeatedly sitting in front of the computer. So <laughs> with that stress, with the fact that it's affecting literally everything, maybe the epicenter of disease and, or not, maybe it probably is right. I mean, it is the epicenter of disease. Mm-hmm. That's so is, is, is what, from, from what I understand you're telling me is when you're feeling like your blood sugar is going down, when you're feeling that stress, the last thing you want to do is remain inert, inactive. Am I correct? Well, what I'm saying is you're not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time anybody's ever told me that. <laughs> Carolyn, you've saved my self-image. <laughs> well, I'll send you a bill. Thank you. <laughs> Do you take out-of-state checks? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you're, so it's normal. It's normal to have this kind of reaction. It is why offices have the candy jars. It is why people gravitate towards the, towards the, towards the vending machine. You know what I mean? Like in offices, in, in your cubicle style office, people are under a lot of stress and they're not crazy because they're experiencing a stress response where their blood sugar is being elevated, it is dropping low. And in response to that, you do have to eat something. Like you do have to, your body wants to come back to homeostasis. And so it will do- Correct me, correct me, I'm sorry. What homeostasis is just, how do you, what is that, the definition of that again? Balance. Balance, okay, thank you. Balance, yeah. I thought it did, but I wanted to just make sure just in case. I, I mean, these, a lot of these words are, Pretty big words. <laughs> I'm remembering lipogenesis. I'm going to come back to that. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, so, and here's the thing with me, Nez, right, is that, like, I, I love science. I'm a total geek. I research yeah. everything to the nth degree. Good. So when I'm talking to people. That's why I'm, you're so credible, I think, is because you have a lot of data. That you're not just, that's why it's not woo-woo to me. Everything you say, it's backed by data. It's backed by evidence. Yeah. I'm going to be able to show you specifically on a biological or neurological level exactly what you're talking about. Well, I think that's why you're successful too. I think the only, the, the, the successful people, I, I tell this to my students all the time. If you can't back up your word, you got Jack, you got nothing. You got to back it up. Anybody can be a good talker, right? right. You have to back it up. And oh. That's what I love about you. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but um, so okay. Does that make sense? Yes, so it does. Okay, so your body's depositing fat near your abdomen, and it's that is stress fat. Stress fat. Wow. So, what do we do? Yeah, what do we do? What do we do? It's not just it's not just moving. It's not just it's not just moving around. It's it. Tell me, tell me this, Carolyn. Now I'm getting excited. Isn't it predominantly? And this is what you do. Isn't it predominantly? I mean. If you exercise, if I go run it, like run two, three miles, which could possibly be like an hour long, hour and a half run. And I come back and I eat like KFC, right? What happens to all that exercise and workout? Dude, you cannot run, you cannot outrun a cheeseburger. This is what I tell people. Ooh, I love it. You cannot out. I've been trying to outrun a cheeseburger my entire life. And it's not working, is it? It's not working at all. I mean, can you imagine how much better looking I would be if I was in shape? I'm a good looking dude, but I'd be a lot better looking if I was in shape. I used to be, I used to be so good looking, Carolyn. I used to be like in my younger days, I was in shape. 
But the beautiful part is your wife looks at you and she still sees the you who was you, who he, she fell in love with and who is handsome. And, and no matter what your self-image now is, this is the beautiful thing That's about That's why, it. because, you know, well, I've mastered hypnosis, so I hypnotize her into loving me. <laughs> this, is a, this is a key point, though, for your guys in the audience, though. Talk is, to me. Yes. Understand the importance of interpersonal connection. Ooh, I like the sound of that. Talk, talk about that a little bit. Guys, when they're stressed or guys, when they are trying to figure something out, often isolate. They go to the island. Interesting. They go to the island. Yeah, that's true. That's actually uh-huh. a good call. Honey, I need to take a walk. Honey, I need yeah. to go. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to go check out for a minute while I figure this out. Good call. Now, everybody thinks that they're protecting their kids. They're protecting. They're protecting. Oh, I don't want to burden them. I'm going to figure it out. But guess what? The people who are left here on the mainland while you go to the island are alone. Interesting. Like, we're just like, wow, he doesn't even trust me enough to share what's going on. Like, I must not be that important to you. You know, my wife knows this about me too. And like my wife, she's, I mean, she's my rock. She's my everything. I mean, I'm very lucky. Um, but she's, she does a really great job of giving me that space. But I'm one of these dudes, you know, find this hard to believe. I actually love talking to my wife. I love getting her because she's a billion times more brilliant than I am. I actually love getting her perspective. I love getting her viewpoint. So I actually, it's funny. Sometimes, Carolyn, I turn to her for, I think this is one of the benefits of having an unbelievable partner. And and she is, she's my best friend, partner, lover, everything. Thank God, you know, she chose me. You know, I got very lucky. Um, She, we, 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 I I tell my students this. I I want you to hear this, Carolyn. The best part of my day, the best part of my day after everything is said and done, the kids are in sleep. I go outside on my back patio. I have a little glass of something, something, usually a little white wine or red wine or something. And I just talk to my wife for like 10, 15, 20 minutes before we go back to, you know, either go to bed or go do our thing. It's the, it's the heaven of my day. If I didn't have that, I don't know where I would be. Would you, would you encourage people, would you encourage your, the men that you work with would you encourage them to, why can't I say encourage? <laughs> encourage. Would you encourage? Would you encourage them to open up more about their vulnerabilities and their feelings because that's a way of healing? I encourage all of them to open up just because that is what you're supposed to do as a human being. Like that's Ooh, how good answer. with people. Yeah. We're, we're not meant to live in isolation and here's, a, here's something interesting, too. I was just listening to a podcast on NPR the other day, and they were, they were talking about this really serious trend in men's health right now. So it used to be, and when I say used to be, I mean like 50 years ago, the highest suicide rates in men happened in, when you were a teenager and then after 70. Wow. And during your 30s, 40s, 50s, the suicide rate in men went way, way down. Hmm. And because you're being productive, like you have a family, you have a purpose, you're working. Like, you're yeah. working. like these are these. Right. So retirement, pre, pre-working and then retirement, basically. Yeah, like when, when you have all these, when you're a teenager and everything is bizarre. Right. And then when you, a lot of times when people, when men lose their spouse, if a wife dies first, that man may have had only her to confide in. Right. Only her. She was his rock. There was no one else. And when she's gone, there's radio silence. 
and no, and that leads to depression, isolation, really bad habits. You know what I mean? Like drinking and whatever. And there again, like that is a, that's a, co that's a morbidity factor. Like that's a, a something that would bring, bring about an early death and suicide. Like that's part of the suicide rate thing. But what's been happening lately, and this was what the NPR thing was about, is that there's been this rise in suicide rates amongst men in their 40s, mm. in the middle era. And a lot of that is due to, in my opinion, and also what, you know, there's things to back this up a little bit, but this whole social media age has led a lot of people to feel extremely isolated. Yeah. You have these these relationships, quote unquote, with people online, but we're sorely lacking in real human contact, shoulder to shoulder, nose to nose, go out drinking with the guys type of relationships anymore. And that is showing up in multiple ways in our society, that just being one of them. But what I wanted to say to everybody is that not only does stress lead to disease but so does depression mm. because that is a form of stress yeah. and isolating yourself is makes you feel depressed and so it's really really important to to keep cultivating friendships friendship like that you've had since you were kids or since college or within your workspace or dude like at your church at your gym anywhere it's really really important to keep cultivating human relationships because that is actually what keeps you healthy just like just like exercise just like nutrition just like everything else we need human connection desperately in order to stay healthy i love that okay that's brilliant uh, carolyn thank you so much what a beautiful way of tying it all together i want to get to the chat if yeah, yeah. i may here we've got some great questions here hi benjamin hi gord uh, leave your questions. I'm a, I, I have an amazing, amazing guest who is going to answer your questions, your health, your wellness, your relationship, your professional career questions. Gord Eisman. Well, let me get to Benjamin here. Benjamin says, what are your thoughts around the use of CBD oil for stress and anxiety? I don't even know what CBD oil is. It sounds great. What is that? <laughs> it's, so it's, it's from cannabis, right? Um, oh, okay. Okay. Cannaboid, like cannabo cannaboid or whatever. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. I know a little bit about cannabis. <laughs> I know a little. <laughs> just, a, just, just a tiny, tiny bit. <laughs> Mom, if you're watching, go to bed. No. <laughs> so that, um, there are so many, well, now I live in California now, right? So all Where of these- Where did you live before, by the way? Prior to living in California, I lived in New England for six years. Oh, okay. Prior to that, I lived in Arizona. I grew up in Ohio. That's right. Okay. So I've, been, I've been in a lot of places, but I grew up in Indiana. That's why we have such a great connection. Oh, it's that Midwestern. Just, it's that like Midwestern. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> I want all the Midwest people to move to California, and then California might have a little personality. Because <laughs> I love the area. I love the weather in California. And I, you cannot beat the weather. The property taxes, whole nother problem. But I mean, it's expensive to live in California. But I love, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. I truly feel environment wise, especially actually this ties into being in an environment that's more conducive to, you know, alleviating perhaps stress and anxiety. I think being in an environment that is, you know, lush with life and you see a lot more sun here. I know there's definite studies that can back that up. 
but the personality, I want more personality in California. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the people sometimes, I mean, I don't really, it's anyway, that's a whole nother topic. That's I mean. a whole nother topic. <laughs> but CBD oil for uh, CBD oil for, I digress, CBD oil for stress and anxiety. It sounds really interesting. So. Gord, I'm going to get to your question next. Go ahead. Sorry, Carolyn. That's okay. So yeah, I mean, there are, there is a study to back up anything. And so there are a lot of studies that have been done on, because you, okay, so what you can get, or you can get these CBD cartridges, which you can smoke like, uh, like vaping, right? Like there's just, it's this, it's this really, really clean, refined oil. And you can also get CBD oil, like, um, for like insect bites, you can get it topically. You can get this, you know what I mean? Like you can, you can inhale it and there's, there's like the percentage of THC, like, which is what actually gets you high is so, so low. It's so you're not actually like getting stoned. You're actually, you know what I mean? Like it's a different thing. You're just extracting the health benefits of the plant, not the, Right. right. So, so there are, there are a lot of studies that show that that can help with depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. But what I have found is that there's always something deeper rooted, like there's always a deep seated issue that you actually need to address. Because also like there's St. John's work, there's extra B vitamins, you know what I mean? Like there's antidepressants, there's, you know, like Xanax and Lexapro and all these other things. There's, there's a bunch of external things that you can ingest to try to cure your depression and anxiety. But at the root of everything, something is going on that you keep thinking about that is causing the depression and anxiety. And so let's, let's address that. Do you think that, okay, I, I kind of tend to be in this camp too, Carolyn. I, and because I, and I don't, I don't know if you remember my background, but I experienced debilitating anxiety and depression as a young man. I mean, it still sort of haunts me from here to there, but I've definitely, you know, I've studied and researched the mind for almost 25 years now. And I've been able to, I love what you said. I've been able to go at it in all my research and my studies, when you really, you know, implore self-investigation and self-awareness, and there's so many other methodologies that don't involve a pill that are super beneficial. I, I took all those drugs when I was younger because I was scared to death. I thought that I was literally losing my mind. So I took all those drugs. I took Wellbutrin. I took Prozac. I took Paxil. I took Zoloft. Mm-hmm. They made me feel absolutely I mean, I, 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 my skin was crawling, you know, I did not get better. I didn't feel better. Are you, are you, are they just band-aids? Like, do you feel that all these things, and I want to just go on record and say, we are not clinicians or what have you. So if you're taking medication, by all means, there's a little disclaimer here. (laughs) If you're taking any medications, by all means, you know, always consult the doctor. But, but but do you feel, yeah. Do you feel that these, I do feel sometimes doctors are a little too quick to prescribe this. Do you feel that, that these medications are just mere band-aids? If you're not getting to, like you said, the root cause, there's only so much that these medications can, 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 you know, grapple with. Does that make sense? I will share with you a personal story. Ooh, I love personal stories. When I was married, I was married. I was living in Flagstaff. I was not happily married. Um, I had two young kids. I was juggling a ton. I was starting my own business. I ran the the kids soccer program in Flagstaff. That's 400 kids. I had my art and art gallery. I was competing in triathlons. I was keeping really, really busy to ignore the fact that I was not in a good relationship. Hmm. And what one day 
something happened. I felt like it was my fault and one of our pets died. Hmm. And that was the straw that broke my back as the camel. And I was grieving the loss of a pet, <clears throat> but that was just kind of this surface thing because basically like all the plates crashed and I couldn't stop crying. Oh, wow. I'm the same person that I was. I'm an I'm a, I'm a genuinely happy, optimistic person, but I couldn't stop crying for a really long time. I kind of wanted to park my car on the train tracks with my kids in the backseat. That's a real story. Wow. And so wow. I went to, I went to a psychologist and I said, hi, my name's Carolyn. And I can't stop crying. <laughs> And here it is. Here is my story. Here is what's going on. And I said, I need help. I need, I need something. So she prescribed me an antidepressant, which I asked her for because I couldn't get out of my life yet. I had to be able to unravel everything right. and extract myself from the places that weren't working. I knew what wasn't working. So, so, okay. Long story short, she gave me some antidepressants and within about three days, I was back. I could breathe. Wow. And what happened with me is that it, it, it helped me create a space in my mind between what was happening and my reaction to it. So all of the things that my husband would say that just, I didn't anymore. I, I had a space where I could actually think about a better way to be, a better way to react to that. And so that lasted for about two years. I was on that for about two years. And in that time, I figured out a lot of things. We went to marriage counseling. Our marriage counselor said, you know, I don't know, but you should probably just get a divorce. Like, I usually don't tell people this, but, you know, we don't really see how this is going to work. Right. Long story short, once again, things came to a head in February of 2010, decided to get the divorce. By July of 2010, my kids were in the backseat of a car and we were driving across the country with divorce papers signed. And I got to New Hampshire and I threw away the antidepressants. I was like, I'm done. I don't need these anymore. There's a horrible, horrible detox process <laughs> from that, as you probably know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh my but, gosh. And I've never missed them. I've never needed them again. Wow. So, wow. so, so it, it, it exemplifies what you're talking about. It's a perfect example of it gave you enough. So the medication worked in a sense. I mean, it definitely worked. It gave you the space to recognize what was the root cause of your anxiety and depression, which was this dysfunctional relationship, this dysfunctional what? marriage. Do I think that it's a bandaid? No. Good. Okay. But I don't also think that it's a lifelong thing. Beautiful. I like the way you said that. Yeah. For me, it was like, it's interesting. Thank you for sharing that, by the way. That's a beautiful story. Uh, and have you, have you basically divested yourself since? Like you have never went back to any of those medications? No, nope, I don't need them. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> well, I think that's a great story. I think a lot of people, um, they find themselves, I don't want to say hooked, but I mean, they, they've, used, they've, they've used it for maybe longer than they maybe should have. Um, and I think there are a lot of addictive properties in a lot of these uh, pharmaceuticals. For me, it was like exactly the opposite. Like for some, and it, I think it's different for everybody. This is why I think everybody listening and watching should definitely consult with a physician. Um, 
and, and do your investigation, find the right doctor, because sometimes, you know, you need another opinion. You need to find somebody who specializes in your predicament. I think everybody's different metabolically, anatomically, mentally, physically. Um, for me, it was like, I, 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 I remember the specific drug, actually. It was Wellbutrin, and it literally gave me seizures. I was having seizures, and <clears throat> here I was, this poor young man, 19, 20, whatever. I can't remember. I was either 19 or 20. And I thought to myself, gosh, I thought this was the place to turn to. And I actually felt worse, but it actually was the best thing that ever happened to me because it forced me to dive deep and just do a head dive into my chest and explore, investigate and discover, you know what I mean? Like who I truly was. It was an amazing, it was like a total amazing quest of self-discovery. That's why I love the way that you shared your story. And I found similar, a similar kind of parallel thing where it was, it was a lot of things that I wasn't looking at. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It was a lot of things I was not looking at closely. What a great story. Can I get to, um, let me, let me, Carolyn, let me get to uh, Gord's question here. Cause I think this is relevant. Gord, thank you for your question. Gord says, I struggle with talk about honesty. I love this transparency. I struggle with isolation as a YouTuber and creator. And by the way, Gord is a fantastic YouTube creator. He's got a great channel on uh, video creation um, branding and tech. I feel I need to get more social interaction to find balance. Being just in online communities is a help, but doesn't replace being among people. Your thoughts about creator isolation. Great question. It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> hey, Gord, we just answered your question. Uh, now you can take that with you. Will you see you later? It's a thing. All right. Gord is totally, completely validated in his beliefs. And it's just like any kind of artist, you know what I mean? Like, think about Van Gogh. Think about anybody, think about Michelangelo painting the Sistine Chapel. Isolation, day in and day out. Any artist experiences this phenomenon. Right. And it, it's part of the price you pay for being a creator, for being an artist. But... In today's world, there is no excuse. There is zero excuse for not getting out. And like I said, going to church, going, going to a meetup group where they're talking about like essential oils or something, you know what I mean? Like find something that is a side passion. Find something that it also interests you, whether it's about health or wellness or meditation or yoga or painting or book binding. I don't know. Something, anything. <laughs> there's some killer, there's some killer <laughs> binding groups in the local tri-state area. You got to check them out. Basket weaving. Book but binding. I where did, where did book binding come from? Is there a book binding? Like, is that like a whole movement? Did I miss something? <laughs> Anything, anything <laughs> that you can imagine doing, someone is out there doing it. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Like, it yes. can be a random thing. Maybe you like horses. I don't know. Go Horses. Go, go volunteer at the botanical garden. Yeah. There's so many ways to get around people. Get up. Get out of the house. I say yeah. get up, get out of the house. What you were saying earlier, get out in front of that screen. Put the screens away. There is a time and a place. I'm not one of these people who feels that the tool is the um, destructor. I, I think it's another medium. It's, it's the predominant form of communication, I think, right now. I've heard, you've heard, you guys have heard me say this a lot, but there is such a thing, to quote Carolyn, 
<laughs> as you, there, there's a time and a place for everything. You got to put it down sometimes. You have to. I talked about this recently where I had my mother-in-law took, I, I posted this very recently. I don't know if you saw this, Carolyn, but my mother-in-law took the kids. My wife, she went and did her thing, got her nails done. I went to Barnes and Noble, which I haven't done in a long time. And I just, I walked around, I looked at things, I talked to people, I read some books, I had some time to myself, I went and played tennis, I was active, I felt amazing. And I just went by myself to a park and just literally breathed and just observed. And it was the greatest thing ever. Get out of the house. It's a beautiful world out there. Get out of the house, I would say. Benjamin says, Carolyn, if we give our power, oh, this is interesting. If we give our power away, we are therefore disempowered to be accountable for our own health and wellness. And yes, because depending on the different gene expression, you will get different results for two different people presenting with the same symptoms. Yes. Thank you. I think he was referring to what I, what I was going through with the medication. Mm -hmm. Carolyn, talk a little bit. We're kind of getting to the end of the show here. Mm -hmm. I want you to tell us about what you're doing, your beautiful mastermind group and everything that you're doing with your uh, wellness, the, the, the man, wait, wait, I want to get this right. The man wellness cave. Is that what it's called? The wellness man cave. Oh my God. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> tell us, tell us a little bit about that. And then I want you to give us a final thought, what you want Nez Nation to take away. Okay, cool. So basically, so today is Thursday, April 5th. And so starting on Monday, April 9th, I'm running a five-day mini course on optimal men's health. In, it's free. Free, free. Me. Free. Free. Five here in As Nation, free. And in she's going to leave it in the comments. I'm going to leave it in the comments in the show notes on the podcast. You'll be able to see uh, the links to that. And she's going to leave the links on the Facebook live video. Go ahead. Sorry, Carolyn. It's okay. And so what's going to happen there is, so like today, this was a big 10,000 foot level talk about a lot of things. And so next week, five days, every single evening, 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm going to come on and do a, like do a lecture kind of seminar thing on like, so top five anti-inflammatory foods, because guess what? Inflammation leads to disease. So we're going to talk more about stress. We're going to talk about anti-inflammatory foods. We're going to talk about what exercises to do to boost your testosterone level, human growth hormone level, how to actually like create a healthier body simply, right? Like simple, simple, simple. And then also, you know, talking a little bit more about stress management. Like what are some great apps to help you start to learn to meditate? What are some other ways that you can start to reframe certain issues so that you can stop lying awake at two in the morning worrying about things that are out of your control? It doesn't work that way. You have to sleep so that you can act on the things when you get up and you're rested. So everything from, we're covering everything from like posture to better communication tools to use with people, like better words, how to get people to hear you and how to be a better listener. All of those things we're covering in the five-day men's optimal health program in the Wellness Man Cave. So that's a, it's a Facebook group. It's open to the public. My friend Holly and I started it because she actually has a cookbook coming out, The Guy's Guide to Eating Well. And um, that's coming out next month. So if you're in the man cave, you get discounts. There's right now, there's a ton of recipes in there. There's links to podcasts. There's, you know, fitness stuff. There's a whole bunch of stuff in there. 
And, um, and that's where I'm going to be hosting the five day, the five day program. So obviously after the free five day program, I hope that there will be people who are inspired to work with me one-on-one. -on -one. Um, you know, there's a lot of groups, Facebook groups for women out there that are like closed groups and everybody wants to talk about all their stuff, but men want confidentiality. Like you're, men want some privacy. Like I get that. Like you're going to tell me stuff that I'm never going to repeat to anybody. Thank God. <laughs> Please, whatever you do, Carolyn, whatever you do, don't repeat what anything I've said to you. <laughs> and that's important to people, though. Like, it's important to have somebody on your team who is a trusted advisor. And that's a lot of time what role I play for a lot of, for a lot of my clients. And so, like I said, next week in the man cave, if you, um, if you sign up for it, I'll email you with the replay links and there's going to be like PDFs for the anti-inflammatory foods and all the other things that are posted up in that group you can access. Um, so, so that is what is coming up. Um, what else? What else? And then obviously people can connect with me here on Facebook, on LinkedIn. Those are my two biggest kind of social media outlets. And I'm more than happy to hop online with people like on the phone for a 20 minute phone call to see if it's a good match, to see if I'm able to help them in some way, shape or form. And um, yeah, so that's, that's what I have coming up next week in the man cave. And then, um, you know, we can talk about working together in the future if you have things that you're working on on a personal level. I also have a, a four-week program called Create Your Future Self, which, by the way, all of that curriculum happens when you work with me one-on-one. -on -one, so it's not like you kind of have to choose. The one-on-one -on -one is all-inclusive. Right. But the Create Your Future Self program is, is four weeks, and it, we talk about what are your predominant archetypes? Who are you? What are your core values? Insofar as when you walk into a room, people know that you stand for X, Y, and Z. You just exude that. But do you know what that is? So we talk about archetypes. We talk about core values. We talk about the six basic human needs. We, talk, we do this whole life zone mapping exercise. We do attraction factors. We do everything. Um, that will help you to a get to know yourself a little bit better, understand why you do what you do, understand why people see you in a certain light, and then what you are attracting now. And if you don't like what your life is like now, I can help you figure out how to exude a different sort of energy so that you are bringing in the kind of opportunities and people that you want. Wow, that is awesome. Thank you so much, Carolyn. You just rocked it. This was an amazing discussion. Nez Nation, everything's connected. You may be doing really well in your professional life. You may be making those dollar dollar bills. But if you're not paying attention to the other facets of what make you successful, especially your inner game, you guys know I talk about my, your inner game. Work on your inner game, not just your outer game all the time it's all connected. It's going to affect you and it's going to burst. The bubble will burst if you don't consider your health, your wellness, your mental state, your personal relationships, your family, and everything in between. On behalf of Nez Nation, Carolyn Maul, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here. Um, as she said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be leaving links in the show notes so you can connect with her a free, I mean a free five day. Guys, this is insanity. You've got to go to the, the Wellness Man Cave Facebook group. 
You've got to connect with Carolyn Mall. This is your host, Professor Nez. Join us tomorrow at 12 p.m. Pacific. We've got Stephanie Liu, who's going to be on the program from, uh, uh, she's a live stream rock star, and she's going to come talk to us. It's Nez Nation Live, y'all. This is the only show you need to come and join if you want to find out everything you need to know about digital media, communications, business, life, mindset. We got it all. We're bringing fantastic guests. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Stay tuned. Go to professornez.com forward slash podcast, sign up and sign up with Carolyn Mall. She's going to leave everything in the comments. Thank you again. We'll see you guys next time. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you.